Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's just get right the fuck into this. Oh my like, there's God, no, I'm so excited. There's no need for an intro. You I guys know, know what this is. So I've many been, thoughts. Like, edging all day. I'm like so fucking excited. What oh, would I have man. done if you never got into Vanderpump Rules? Like, what would I have done? I don't know because I would I'm have obsessed. just because I I recapped the penultimate episode on the shore store last week because uh-huh. I just had so many thoughts and I just needed to get them out in the moment. I feel like I would do that. I feel like I would be like screaming into my microphone every week. So, oh, my God. I so I what I think is interesting and a really good thing is that you've been watching Vanderpump Rules since day one. And I just not since day one. Oh, no, I thought you were from the beginning. When did you I got start? in? I got into it last year. Oh, okay. I binged. I binged nine seasons in less than two weeks um, okay. when I was sick, and then since then, I've watched the entire series through like three times now. So nice. I would okay. consider myself an expert. So I watched this episode. Well, I like listened, watched earlier today at work, and uh, I cannot wait to watch it again. I'm absolutely gonna watch the episode again. I I wish I had chance to do it before we are doing the show, but it's still so fresh in my mind. Um, if you guys don't know, I just started watching Vanderpump after all this drama started happening. I told Justine, oh my God, I have to know what this is all about. I grabbed that Bravo watch through sheet that kind of like the catch-up guide for season 10. So I started there and then I went season 10 and went all the way through. I'm fucking obsessed. I think this is the best Thing that has ever happened to reality show uh, to reality tv in history in history it's incredible i mean th- this is what i'm so kind of mind blown over is how big this blew up because the entire show has been about cheating scandals mm-hmm. since season two so it's like what is the I think the reason why this one blew up more, I think, is because, um, you know, for nine seasons, Tom Sandoval was the good guy. And it was like, Jax and Kristen are crazy and like they're assholes and everything they're saying about Sandoval is like insane. And then this season, it's like the tables have turned and it's like, holy fuck, like Jack, Jax and Kristen were right the whole time. Mm-hmm. So um, I loved that they brought Dodie back for the finale. Apparently that was Ariana's idea because she was like, as we saw in the episode, she was upset because of obviously the way that her relationship had started with Tom. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I loved her like little cameo. I thought she looked great. I thought she looks healthy. You know what I mean? Um, however, she did have a little bit of like Nilsa from Floribama makeup going on. Like it didn't match her skin, her, her, the rest of her skin. Like, did anyone else notice that? <laughs> I wasn't, unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch close enough to catch that, but um, I thought it was good. I thought it was very, it was a very woo woo moment of like the sound and, you know, we're going to, 
get rid of the things that don't serve you, blah, blah, blah. But it seemed incredibly healing and wonderful. And I was like, good, good for them. Good for her. Um, it is good though. Cause I have a different perspective than you do because you have watched everything up until now. And I have not. So I always had it in my head. The Scandoval was a piece of sh- that Sandoval was a piece of shit. Um, I never saw him as being the good guy. And because I didn't have any idea of, about anything about him until the Scandoval broke. So I have a different kind of perspective, but I, I think that there's a few reasons why this has blown up and been so fascinating for people. And I think that there's a lot of layers to it. Um, you've got Rachel, who is a dumb pageant girl who has no self-identity and is looking for love in men. And this is like something that I've said a hundred times before is how women want to be chosen. And so women that will mess around with a guy who has a girlfriend or a wife, what gets them off about that is the fact that he is choosing them over the woman that he's with. It makes them feel better because they're winning a competition. And because she's a pageant girl, Rachel likes to win, right? So there's that aspect of it. Even though she's never won a pageant. She's never won anything. She's never won a pageant. Ariana confirmed that on Watch What Happens Live last night. I heard on some, oh, I didn't watch that shit. You'll have to tell me about it. But um, I heard on some podcast that her, she had this ridiculous talent where she pretends like there's a video of it there's a okay so one of the craziest (laughs) things also is the fact that her and ariana were best friends like ariana and tom at least from ariana's point of view thought that her and her man were taking this girl under their wing and like being her friend on a show where no one liked her and it seemed very normal that the three of them were always together and always hanging out. So it's really fucked up. But anyways, there's a video of um, Ariana and Tom went to go see Raquel at one of her pageants. And that's what her talent was. She had like a fake surfboard thing and she like pretended to surf. And in the video, like Ariana and Tom are like cheering for her. And Tom is like, oh my God, she's so funny, dude. He's like, being Chris Jenner in the thank you next video, like holding oh the camera God. up. Like it's very uncomfortable to go back and to look at that and be like, oh, no one thought anything of that when it was going on. And now it's like, mm-hmm. that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And to so go back definitely... to what you were saying about Sandoval, it's it's very, this is hard for me to like grasp because I loved him I had the biggest crush on him through the series I was always on his side I thought he was such a good guy I feel like Sheena like he was the only one that was nice to me and now he's (laughs) like this person I didn't even know he was like I you know I'm not condoning him I think that like everything is so fucked up and Mm-hmm. obviously what I said before kind of taking his side watching the show and everything back I feel differently now of course oh, yeah. um but I do think that this is like just midlife crisis like yeah. there th- that there is like a man that is dealing with some personal demons in there like mm-hmm. the scene of him and Raquel like 
that made me the most uncomfortable I've ever been watching a reality show. I truly felt like I was watching like a disabled person get sexually assaulted or something like that. Whoa. Because I just, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm Jesus. like, going no, 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 <laughs> because okay, is Raquel on the spectrum? Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, I mean, there, there's people, some people are saying that, that there's like maybe, or maybe a personality disorder or something, but I don't, I haven't seen her enough to get a full idea of who she is. Just, there's just something about her. And I used to think it was like, oh, she's like a crazy sociopath, but I think it's more like, she doesn't have the social cues to like not fully understand that this is wrong Mm -hmm. and in the moment of them together I felt like her and Tom were living a completely different scenario like I felt like Tom looked very broken and the look in his eyes was kind of like holy fuck what did I do what did Mm -hmm. I get myself into and I felt like she was like like no one like understands and like I just hope that you wouldn't cheat on me like she just doesn't grasp the severity of what she just did mm-hmm. yeah okay so let's backtrack a little bit let's go back okay to, sorry I'm we'll, you got you gotta stop me because I have I'm to just talk about everything off. I'm <laughs> on another level. Okay. But I want to really kind of like dive deep into the whole episode. So let's talk about all the important stuff. The first, the beginning of the episode where Ariana and Tom are at their house and like the news has just broken. Okay. My question to you was, have they ever broken the fourth wall in this show before? Or is this the first time that they've done that? Um, they have, but not to the extent of this episode. Like to me, this episode was very much edited. Like we know that we're going to have tons of people tuning in who've never seen this show before. Mm -hmm. So we have to like break it down for people in real time. And by the way, I thought they did an incredible job of that with like all the flashbacks and everything. Like Uh truly anybody could watch this episode and enjoy it. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, they they talked about picking cameras up back up. They talked about when it happened at the club and how she found out they talked about, uh, being on the show, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was like, I, I love that because we're not morons. We know you're on a TV show. We know that you have a camera crew following you and that you're famous and people know who you are and blah, blah, blah. So like, just put it in there. Let's talk about it. Right. Um, So to answer your question, it's like, Yes, we have seen it. Like we've seen freakouts. We've heard like, get this camera out of my face. Take this mic off. Like we've seen producers in the middle of scenes, but not to like the extent of being like, so we were, we had to film this or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yep. I loved it. I loved it. So, so they're talking about this. This seemed like it was the next day after the news broke and they're in their house and they're talking about it. And, you know, he's make she is like not letting up. Ariana is not letting him give her any bullshit. At the beginning, we see that that part, that clip that we've all seen a hundred times where he asks if he can get her anything. And she was if she if there's anything he can do for her. And she was like, yeah, you can die for you to and die. And he's like, well, that's inevitable. So <laughs> matter of factly, like. I just love her. And I think that another reason, another layer to why this is so insane and people are going so crazy for it is that Ariana is an incredibly likable person. I think we all kind of love her. We think she's wonderful and beautiful and smart and all these great things. And we're 
we probably can all see a little bit of ourselves in her. And so there were moments in this breakup and in this episode that felt like something that I've experienced before. And mm-hmm. so I think we're all just relating because we've kind of been in similar situations and felt that betrayal before. But, you know, he's like, oh, I lost my mojo. And she's like, so fuck my friend. Go get your mojo back. Go fuck my friend. It's like, oh, girl, I loved it. She's she, not letting him off the hook. She read him for filth. She was yes. like, what did she say to him? She's like, you, I, I loved you when you had nothing. What what did you have? Mm-hmm. Like a 97 Honda Civic or like you had nothing. What did you do? Like you got a bar, you made a little bit of money, you got a little bit of fame. And now all mm-hmm. of a sudden, like, and I truly think that that's what happened. I think yeah. that, first of all, I've said this for forever. I've thought that him and Ariana f- for years since season like six, Tom has been complaining about their sex life. The, mm-hmm. Their se- their sexual drives did not match up from day one. And plus, I've always thought that she was a little bit more into girls, to be honest. Okay. And so so I always kind of thought that their breakup was inevitable. I didn't think it was going to happen this way, but I do think that that's what happened. I think that he hit a midlife crisis breaking point and this fucking girl was giving him the attention he wanted and it just yeah. <clears throat> happened. And it's like you get away with something for so long, it becomes like easier and easier to just do and make a habit, you know? It's Yeah, I totally so agree. fucked up. And you know what? People can argue about this all day long, but sex is important in a long-term relationship. It is important, especially mm-hmm. for men, because that's how men I mean, a lot of the time will feel. To, to me, it's important to personally. To me, that's yeah. like that's like top three to me. But mm-hmm. but I will say there are a lot of people who don't care about that. But I do think that you guys have to agree on that. You that's know? fine. You have to be on the same page. Exactly. exactly. So like, you can't have one person wanting it and one person never giving it and then think that you're going to have a lasting, lasting relationship. It's, it will destroy it. So I, I can kind of see both sides of this in some ways, but the way it went about, the way he went about it was absolutely unacceptable and completely and wrong. with a friend that yeah. you oh god it's so messy okay justine asked or justine amanda asked if she's allowed to like james yeah uh, we fucking yeah. love james but amanda's <laughs> gonna hate james if amanda does a watch from the beginning she is gonna hate james you know why because his number one ammo when he used to get drunk and yell at people is calling girls fat i was just gonna say He's that called he calls everyone fat. fat remember when he did you see the one where him and lala were hammered and they like went up to katie and lala's like i see none of you have been working on your summer mm. bodies and then james oh is like god. oh you're pregnant <gasps> pregnant congratulations oh my god or when so bad or when he was like <laughs> i shouldn't be laughing because it's really fucked up but she okay the the one pride episode like she started with him first i will say she was being a fucking bitch to him first and then he was like change those shorts honey they're not very flattering all right then but he's he is savage. Funny. But but he's honestly, funny. him now though is like perfect because he, you know, he went through his whole sobriety journey. He drinks again, but like he's not that like angry asshole anymore. I feel like he's really come into his own as a person and he just knows what gives good TV. He knows mm-hmm. how to get funny reactions from people. Like that scene of him calling Raquel, 
I watched that like a hundred times today because it made me laugh out loud so hard. And in that scene, he says, he's like, you done diddly fucked up for yourself. And he, (laughs) and he looks up and he looks around and then he notices that everyone's laughing. So then he just keeps going, you know? Yep. (laughs) Yep. I loved it. I loved it. Um, I do have to say, Oh man, I just wanted I just wanted to hug Ariana in her conversation with Tom at the beginning of the episode. Um, he says something about how he and Raquel have a deep connection. And I literally felt like I was going to dry heave at the sound of that. Like Raquel doesn't neither one of them seem capable of having a deep connection. So shut the fuck up. You're probably two of the most shallow individuals on the planet. And to say, oh, we have this deep connection, I would have been tempted to punch him in the face if that was my boyfriend of almost a decade who was saying that to me about Rachel. Crazy. But How did, did you feel something in that moment? I mean, I felt something when Ariana said back, like, oh, you're going to get with like a sloppy drunk who like tells you everything you want to hear, whatever, like mm. to, to him. And that's all it is like mm-hmm. because like in the last episode when he's like eh, my idea of quality time dude is like doing shrooms and watching the sunset and it's paragliding like, yeah it's he just wants to like have somebody to like get fucked up with and like mm-hmm. well tell maybe him they're how- perfect for each other honestly maybe they're perfect for each other they're both shallow shitty humans I feel though, like I kind of, you know, Jax has obviously been like very outspoken about all of this and using it to get his 15 minutes back. Mm -hmm. Um, But he said a million times that he thinks that Sandoval is like taking advantage of Raquel because she's very vulnerable and she's not all there. And like I said, that's what I saw in that scene of them together. Mm -hmm. I felt like that's kind of what it was like it's I definitely did feel like they were on the same page it was uncomfortable to watch yeah I cannot explain how watching that scene made me feel I don't know if it was just because I like smoked a little too much before but like the feeling that scene gave me was like so uneasy like it was it felt gross Mm mm-hmm I mean, Ariana, I do, I want to say this quote just because I, it really shook me when she said it. She said, I regret every moment I ever stood up for you. You are worth nothing. And I want you to feel that deep in your soul. I regret ever loving you. Like, holy shit, way to rip somebody's fucking heart out and stomp on it. Ooh, she's Honestly, good with her words. Good for her, though, because it's like, you know that this is going down like all this is happening to you you Mm -hmm. already had one of the shittiest years you know her dog died her grandma died Mm -hmm. uh she just overall had a shitty year before this and it's like you've two you've two ways you can deal with this you can either like crawl into a hole and become a shell of yourself or Mm -hmm. you can become a badass bitch and fucking say the things that you know that everyone in the fandom wants you to say to him mm-hmm. and she's doing that and even at one point in the episode she when her and lisa have a conversation i think she says that to lisa right she's like i'm just trying to like lean into my anger because it's mm-hmm. the only thing that's like keeping me going and it worked for her that's all i gotta say 
Oh, yeah. It was nice to see her friends rally around her and just give her support and love and come together. I had a lot of friends that did that for me all over the country. I didn't really have a lot of friends in Colorado, but when I went through my divorce, I had friends that listened to me cry, who listened to me yell, who gave me advice that I probably didn't take and that just were there for me and supporting me and loving me. And I think back to that time and I'm like, God, I must've been so annoying uh, the way that I was grieving. And that's what you see in our, like she is grieving. And when you have this long-term relationship and you think that that's going to be the rest of your life and it is ripped out from underneath you, it feels like a death. It feels like a death of the person you thought you knew. It feels like the death of the dreams that you had for your future. It is grief. It is awful. I just so felt for her. Oh, yeah. so hard. Yeah. I don't know. The betrayal just. Honestly, though, like after I didn't get to watch the full watch what happens live, I just saw like clips that uh, they posted on the YouTube channel and stuff. Mm -hmm. And just from like that appearance and just everything that she's done and, you know, the past however many months it's been now, like I will honestly say I truly think this is the best thing that ever happened to her. And I know that people say that, but like she booked like a movie she's more than likely going to do dancing with the star she's getting so many appearances like here mm-hmm. there everywhere and i truly feel that this is this is like the universe like re- like rewarding her like she's going to live like an incredible fucking life that she mm-hmm. would have never been able to live if this never happened yeah because I she agree. would have been like just tom known as like tom's girlfriend on the show well, yeah. And then also she's going to get rid of Tom, who's not a good match for her. I mean, it is it is the best thing that could happen. And sometimes people have to go through something. Sometimes people have to do something so awful to you that there's no turning back. There's no way she could have continued on in this relationship with Sandoval. It would have fucking destroyed her, her self-confidence, her self-worth. I mean, she would have been driving herself crazy, wondering where he is, what he's doing, all of this. There's no way. And she was humiliated on national television. Like, she could not have gotten back together with him. And so the fact that he did something so awful that hurt her so deeply is, like you said, like, probably one of the best things that'll ever happen to her. Yeah. Oh, it's weird how life does that. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes it has to. Otherwise, you stay in things for too long or you go back too many times. They already stayed in it for too long. <clears throat> like oh, I yeah. said, I I, I always knew that it was not going to last, but I didn't think it was going to come down like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Do you think that Sheena actually hit Raquel? I believe Sheena's story. I believe that um I believe that Raquel like put her arm on her or something, you know, like she did to Katie on the leg mm-hmm. on the penultimate episode and was yeah. like was like overly calm because I've listened to Sheena's podcast throughout the season and heard Sheena tell all the stories and she explains it like she was so what the fuck what is going on like and Raquel was just like yeah like so nonchalant like said it like it was nothing so I think that Raquel probably like put her arm on her shoulder or something and Sheena just like 
you know, threw her hands up and like pushed her off like that. But I, I do not think that Sheena hit her. Um, that mark on Raquel's face had was there before. So I think, yeah. So no. Okay. Well, I know that she dropped it. So. Well, she didn't didn't drop it. She didn't show up to court. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty much the same thing. There's there's like a video of Sheena being like such a badass bitch. It was like pouring rain in LA. So she had like, you know, her suit on and an umbrella and she was leaving the court talking to the paparazzi and like using all these big words and saying like, you know, that's why the court system sucks because people like her take advantage. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Oh, I think I saw that. <laughs> so I iconic. It. I love it. Um, and I, I love also like. I I like um like almost all of them. When when I first started watching, like when Sheena was with Shay and everything, and like you know how she handled his addiction I was like she's fucking horrible and then through the middle I was like oh my god she's just like so annoying but the more I watch her I'm like she's so entertaining like Mm -hmm. I genuinely don't think she's a bad person like with bad intentions I think she's just really valley girl preppy full of herself I think she means well and I think she's really entertaining too yeah, I like her. I love Lala. I love like everybody. I oh. I even felt for Katie when <sighs> I was listening to this um to give them Lala with her and her mom this last week. Don't even. I know that everyone loves Katie and that oh, it's I don't such, love her. I it's feel such like an unpopular opinion. No, I feel like most people do. Like Ronnie really? from Watch What Crappens, uh-huh. he fucking hates her and he and he has the exact same views on her as I do. And he says that like people will message them all the time and be like, You're being an asshole. Da, da, da. And he's like, I don't care. I fucking hate Katie. So I feel vindicated hey. when I listen to him. So I thought it was interesting to listen, listening to that episode of Give Them Lala. And then um, also when Schwartz was talking about things and when she was talking about things on this episode, it just makes sense. Like her mom was saying like when me and, and Katie's dad divorced, we kept it amicable because we wanted to be able to be around each other with the children and everything like that. And so <clears throat> she really wanted to have a friendly relationship with Tom Schwartz in their divorce. She still loved him. And, and she could like, have I, still. I love him. But Tom we never be wanted married. to stop being friends with her. She right. was the one that freaked the fuck out on him. 
Well, I think she had every right to be upset because he's flaunting shit around in front of her and like intentionally trying to make her jealous. And I don't think he was intentionally trying to make her jealous. Well, he wasn't not like he wasn't trying to be considerate of her feelings. But why would he when she was fucking other dudes while they were still living together? Well, I keep forgetting about that. Because, I again, I don't know the whole story. I'm just going by this season, pretty much. That's what that's and, what Tom said in the other episode, yeah. and she didn't deny it. She goes, so? They weren't in the friend group. Who gives a fuck? You're not well, friends with Raquel. Not in front of you, you never even liked Raquel from day one. You never tried to be friends with her. You were always a bitch to Raquel from day one. So it's not like it's your friend. If that was your her actual friend, I would be like, oh, yeah, that's fucked up. But it's not. She, I think it's she always bullied Raquel. So I was actually on Raquel's side when she was like, well, she already hates me. So it's not going to make a difference anyways. But I I think more than I think more than um, more than it being about dating within the friend group, I think it was about don't stick your dick in a coworker because I have to continue filming with these people and seeing them and stuff like that. And it's fucking weird if you're having sex with one of them and then I'm going to be like jealous and feel weird about it. And it's uncomfortable. I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, she talks so much shit about that girl, Joe, that he's like dating allegedly that I just honestly think that no matter who the fuck he's with, she's going to be a fucking cunt about it. Oh, I thought that he and Joe were friends. So they're dating. So him and Joe are allegedly dating. And the thing is that the four of them, meaning Schwartz, Joe, Sandoval, and Raquel, would go on double dates together. Okay. So that's why no one likes Joe, because they're like, she knew as well, whatever. And it's like, well, Schwartz is her man, and this is what he's bringing her around. But here's the thing, though. I I actually feel for Schwartz. I was going to bring this up next because you said earlier today, justice for Schwartz. And I was like, I don't know what this is about. And then I'm watching the episode and I, I have an opinion. So tell me your opinion. Okay. First of all, people say, oh, he should have told Ariana. Da, 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 da. He asked her to be in his wedding. And it's like, totally understand that. But he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Because if he betrayed his best friend Sandoval and told Ariana, he's going to lose his business. He's going to lose his best friend. And also, people want to hate on him for being loyal to that. But I'm sorry. Like, I wish I had a friend that's that fucking loyal to me, no matter the shitty things I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I think he was genuinely just trying to be a good friend. Um, People don't realize that Schwartz supports his entire family. So Sando- Sandoval put him in a very shitty position with like because he knew that if it came out it would ruin the business everything and ruin their brand as the two toms all of that stuff which we saw in the episode and I just feel like no matter what Schwartz is does somebody is gonna fucking be mad at him and here's the thing when Katie was with him and even now all she's ever done was try to make him a different person than who he is. He's always been this laid back. I don't want conflict. I am always going to stick up for my boys no matter what, even if they're wrong. 
Yeah. I saw the flashback clips of him saying that, like, even if Jax did cheat on you, I wouldn't tell you. He's my friend. And it's like, he's, I don't understand why all of a sudden Katie and Terry think that Tommy is going to fucking be this changed person who, yeah who who d- betrays their friends all of a sudden like I don't know I feel like I try I'm trying to put myself in Schwartz's shoes and I fucking feel for him because that's a hard-ass situation to be in I agree and also I don't think he should have told anybody I don't think it was his place I think that's his best friend and if that was my best friend and my best friend was having an affair you think I'd go up to her husband and tell him and tell everyone and out them on national television and destroy everyone's lives? They just blow up their lives from the inside. No. Now I would give my opinion and I'd be like, hey, you really need to take care of this because if this gets out and it comes out from anyone other than you, this is going to be a fucking disaster. So you need to make your choice. You're going to stay with Ariana, keep your dick out of Raquel, or you're going to leave her and go be with Raquel, but you need to figure something out. Now I'm, I'm sure that they had those types of conversations. Yeah. I'm sure they they did. did. And Mm -hmm. it was not Schwartz's place to go destroy Sandoval's life. No matter what he did, something is going to fucking blow back in his face. Like, even Mm -hmm. if he did tell Ariana, like, what would go down with, like, everything else with Sandoval? Like, no matter what he did, he's in just a horrible situation. Mm -hmm. Did you watch the episodes where him and Katie got married? No. Okay. Because there's an interesting story that I've read about that. Because, okay, Schwartz has trip a set of triplet brothers wow and they weren't gonna come to the wedding and there was like a whole weird thing but somebody like wrote down like the family dynamic because it was like why wouldn't his family come to his wedding and I feel like he has a very tough uh situation back at home I think he's from like bum ass nowhere somewhere in Florida and mm-hmm. uh, I, he supports his entire family. And it's just, I don't know, I feel for I feel for the kid. He's just he's just trying to be who he is. He's got Katie screaming in one ear, Lala pointing her finger in his face. OK, but earlier this season, I told you that I liked him and you said he was awful. So what is it? Have you changed your mind? I'm trying to remember what like I would have to remember what episode because this obviously goes episode by episode no I was just saying like I like him in general I think he seems like a nice person now I do not this is my opinion I don't think that this thing between him and Raquel was a an intentional cover-up for what was going on with Sandoval and Raquel I don't think it was either no, people are acting like Schwartz is like a fucking evil genius who's like, oh, I have an idea. Let's let's just distract everyone and, yes. and put this whole thing together. No way. I think Raquel was getting tired of being the side piece and like either break up with Ariana or break up with break it off with me. And she wanted to make him jealous. So what does she do? Start fucking around with his best friend, kind of rubbing it in his face. And he was starting to get jealous because you saw in moments of this season, he got all the worked wedding. up over things. She yes. Wedding. Yeah. Yes. And so 
she's flaunting in front of him, fucking around with his best friend to make him jealous. It's working. And Schwartz was none the wiser. He knew what was going on between them. Because doesn't he say he found out in like August? What do you, what month did Sheena get married? You know? September. Okay, so he already knew. But he knew he thought they had a one night stand because it allegedly started as the one night stand after boys night, which was in August. So why would he like he wasn't putting together some distraction, some evil plan like that was just, oh, this hot girl is kind of into me and I want to make out with her and it feels good. And I've gone through a hard divorce and I kind of want to feel good right now. And this this makes me feel good like I absolutely think that that was it. I do not think it was some like big scheme. And by the way, that's what he tried explaining to Terry in the penultimate episode. He was like, I was broken for months and months and months. Like he was at home, like depressed while she was out there, like fucking 23 year olds. So that's why I like, I just, I just don't think she has a leg to stand on with this argument. I don't care what anybody says. I, but, I get that. I, I guess I just see it from like, it It probably is hurtful to see it happening right in front of your face. Somebody that's. Yeah, but she's making out with Weird in Al show. in front of his face. Is it Weird Al? <laughs> he looks like. He does remind me of he Weird looks Al. Like, no, but he doesn't just look like Weird Al. He looks like Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al in right, like the right, movie. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and his but, um, satchel. Like, come on, people. Stop naming it, your yeah. kids dumb it's, shit. It's just like. I don't know. I just like what and Schwartz like also apologized like a million times for that and was like, if I knew that it was going to cause this big of a problem, I would have never done it. And they're still like, well, you shouldn't have done it. It's like, well, what do you want the man to do? But like, he's like, he's like, you want him to tipsy. fucking like cut his dick off in front of her and be like, I'm sorry, like bleed out on his knees. <laughs> like, what are you what do you want him to do? Yeah, there's I mean, and and he was. It was probably just a big mix of like, I was depressed for months. I'm finally starting to feel a little bit better from my divorce. I'm in Mexico with all my friends. I'm drunk. My friend's getting married. We're having a good time. This is like such a romantic and beautiful and fun party place. There was zero chemistry between them two. Like it wasn't like some big passionate makeout session. It was very awkward and neither of them seemed like they were into it and they didn't it's like they went home together like it's not like they ever fucked like come on um i do agree with you exactly uh what you said how i uh you said you thought it was raquel trying to make sandoval jealous and then Mm -hmm. sandoval probably said to schwartz back off and then because that's what katie said on watch what happens live last week that was her theory And also, um, I need you to watch when Schwartz was on Watch What Happens Live by himself with Rob Lowe's son, because he, like, he just said everything. Like, you could tell, like, the look on his face was like, holy fuck, like, Sandoval's going to be pissed at me when I get back from this. Like, he he was spilling it all. And, um... You know, in the very first episode when she asked Schwartz to make out and then he's like, oh, the cameras are still here. Uh, uh, no. And then Andy asked him if he would have done it if the cameras were, if the cameras weren't there. And he said, yeah, he's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, um, what else uh, you got for the episode? It's just it's fucking thrilling, dude. I, I it's so good. 
Um, Can we talk about Miami Girl? You watched the Miami yes, Girl episode, right? I did see that episode, yep. So they take it back, I mean, all the way to, what, 2014? Season three. when that happened. Crazy. And they're like, who is it? Sheena brought it up, right? You know, I stood I stood up for you. I, I stood, stood up for you, your side which, by the way, girl. I always thought it was true. <laughs> oh, she did? She said but that. She, she stood up for him anyways. Yeah. She's like, I stood up for you and all that happened. And, you know, they, they basically tried to make that girl look like she was just a crazy person. And, uh, you know, it, it seemed very clear to me that she was telling the truth. But that's that's me nine years later after this has broken. So um, he she asks him if he's ever cheated before. Other than the Miami girl, he says yes. So there is someone else as well. So it's like he's probably been cheating for years. He just I think was he stupid fucks... enough to get caught. Yeah, I think he fucks groupies at his shows all the time. I don't know because why don't they say anything? Because he gets groupies them to sign. To he gets stuff. them to sign NDA, NDAs, and mm. that's a thing. Also, taking away cell phones is a thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, he's been cheating for a long time. Where he fucked up is that he cheated with a girl who fell for him. And that destroyed everything. And at that, in the last, uh, or one of the last scenes with Raquel and Sandoval together, she's got like the mood lighting set and it's like all supposed to be sexy or whatever. And she's talking talking to him as if they're gonna like run away together and go have this life together and he does not seem like he is on the same page at all I was thinking as I'm watching it did they even have a conversation about having a relationship together because she's like I would hope you wouldn't cheat on me and she's talking as if they are in a relationship so is she delusional for thinking that now that Ariana she's broke up slow. with him it's going to be them together or has he led her to believe that they're going to be together no like like i said earlier i i think that what i saw in that moment watching that scene was a look on his face that was like what did i just do mm -hmm. what is going on here yeah um it, it was scary it was very hard to watch they're talking about like the parents and what the she said I had to okay, tell the parents when, about when when you. he goes when he goes oh and your family what do they think of me because this also came out on TMZ a while ago that she mm -hmm. met his family back in December before any of this even came out which is that's another that's a well whole and letter. didn't they say the first time that she went out there they refused to meet her so that was I think the second time she had gone out to meet them and then he said they love you and then she goes she thought he said i love you and she goes i love you too and he goes well i said they love you but i love you that was one of the most cringy uh -huh. moments i've ever seen on tv like the the hair like on my arm stood up the way he said it made me think that he's never told her he loves her what do you think I'm so excited for the reunion when Andy asks him if he's in love. And then mm -hmm. Lala's like, it's a simple question. Are you in love? Yes or no? I'm so excited to hear his answer. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, the preview for the reunion had me so hyped that I'm like sending you. I was like sending you voice messages as soon as I finished. Like, oh, my God. I can't fucking wait to watch this. I can't wait to talk about it with you. So 
amazing like james is ready to fight somebody i mean every it is going to be intense and what'd you say two or three three parts three Three parts parts. and then i it might it might go four (sighs) weeks because they usually do like an unseen moments episode like after the reunions okay so and normally i don't watch those but obviously you have to watch this one because there's oh yeah there's a lot of stuff like little easter eggs i felt like the whole season it was kind of nice that I already knew about Scandal when I started the season because I really paid attention to a lot of things that maybe I wouldn't have thought were anything if I didn't know. So, have you rewatched the season yet? Or are you still no the first no no yeah not the, not this season so far. Um, I think we covered everything that I wanted to talk about with VPR, but I w- I do just want to say this about Lala. In season four, her first season, I was obsessed uh, with her. Mm-hmm. Like, she was my fucking favorite. I loved her. Uh-huh. She was the underdog. Katie bullied her. She fought back. And then now it's like all of these bitches who treated you like shit for all these years. Now you're so fucking far up their asses. Like, it's. And then just everything with the Randall Emmett thing, it just makes it so hard to root for her because she would make jokes about like being his mistress and stuff. And it was like funny at the time, kind of, because it was like her personality. Like she's like, yeah, like I suck his dick and he buys me Gucci slides and like whatever. Mm -hmm. But now it just makes it hard to root for her. However, I like her more like on her podcast and stuff than I do on the actual show. And I don't know if that's because she just like rides so hard for Katie, but like uh, just in these like, like last season, like she was so pretentious and stuff before like the stuff came out about Randall. And Mm -hmm. um, so to me, she's had one of the biggest like downfalls because she was like incredible when she first came on. Okay. And I and I on it and I think that her and James are soulmates and they're gonna end up together because I've never seen chemistry like that between two fucking people on my screen. Like really, people talk about Polly D and Jay Wow, but Lala and James. But wasn't that just a one night stand? Didn't they just like fuck one time or what? No, did they say that? Am I imagining that or did they say that? I mean, they used to like always be all over each other all the time and stuff like. I think mm. they I think that they might have only had sex once when he was with Raquel, but before he mm-hmm. met Raquel. And don't you just see like intense chemistry with them on their in their scenes together? I mean, it's definitely like, intensity it's... in general. Yeah. Um I one other thing that I noticed, I feel like I don't know who Charlie is, but every time I see her, I think that she's Allie. Is it me or do they look very similar? I... I don't see that at all. Okay. I just must not recognize people well enough yet. Um, so. Charlie came in in season eight. Season eight is a very weird season because they tried to like switch up the cast. Like they tried to follow like people who worked at Tom Tom and stuff. So there was like okay four or five new cast members they brought in and Charlie was one of them. Oh, okay. And then between season eight and nine, uh, they fired like half of those people because of like you know racist tweets and stuff and then a couple of the girls like just didn't like filming and didn't want to come back so charlie's kind of just always been like a background character like a friend of if you will okay okay all right 
yeah, I think that was everything that I wanted to talk about for that. Um, I will say, you guys, if you are not signed up for our $5 Patreon tier, now is the time to do it because for the next uh, three weeks, we're going to be talking about VPR, right? We got to talk about the reunion every week. And so those episodes, the reunion episodes that we discuss are going to be on Patreon. They're not going to be on the main feed. Yeah. So sign up now. If you Uh, guys, even if you just need to hate listen because you love Katie so much and you just want to (laughs) hate like a reason to hate me. Sure. Sign up. It'll be a great $5 spent. And there's also a backlog of our first. I mean, we've been recording together not as co-host for this long, but for at least like, what, a year and a half or so? Oh, my God. I know. We, the time has flown We by. used to record like, five, I, I, that's a little exaggerate, maybe like three episodes together a week because it was a you lot used a while, to always yeah. come on Shore <laughs> Store. Like, we did so many random episodes. Huh. Yeah. You did, you did a Vanderpump Rules with me. We did the I Hawaii did. episode. Yep. So, I mean, if you go to the, our Patreon, which you can find the link on our link tree on Instagram, you can find our Patreon. There's the two different tiers. The $2 tier is early ad-free episodes. $5 tier is early ad-free episodes and bonus content. And there's already a backlog. And I still already have like two other episodes that are already recorded that I'm going to upload. So that is where you want to get your Vanderpump Rules reunion recaps from us. Yes. You got anything else, Justine? Um, well, we're going to discuss 90 Day because that's another reunion oh, yeah. that we have to discuss. But before that, I just have like three notes that I made this week of things that I just wanted to talk about. Okay. Yes. Three three Go really ahead. easy things. The first one. Okay. I've never seen the movie Lady Bird before, but I watched it this weekend for the first okay. time. Uh, and I don't know why I put off watching this movie for so long. It came out in 2017. Holy shit, has it, it really been that long since it came out? Yeah. Wow. I I don't know what I thought it was, but that's uh-huh. not it. And <laughs> I will just say to any woman listening, this is the best period movie. If you've never seen it and you just like need to sit and eat chocolate and watch a movie and cry and laugh and have all the emotional feelings, I loved it. Okay, but I don't like period movies so would I like it I just mean like when you're on your period when you want to like watch oh I thought you meant it's like a period movie like it's from the 1800s (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ I was like oh it's like what time period is it from (laughs) I was on my period this past weekend and I just literally like got myself all the junk food and I was just in one of those moods where I just needed to like lay down and be comfortable and eat junk food Uh and that's what I did and I this was the perfect movie for that because it made me laugh it made me cry it like had me in my feelings uh and it was like the perfect movie for that but it is set in like 2003 or something I think okay well I guess it is a period movie early on you've never (laughs) you would love it it's so good it's about like a mother-daughter relationship in the early 2000s timothy chalamet's in it oh well maybe i'll watch it and it's there's a scene with him that is so uncomfortable it's it's a really good movie okay i recommend watch it Um, i'm gonna watch it 
Oh, it's got a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's crazy. It's really good. Okay. I, I was impressed. I, I'm so mad it? at myself for not watching it years ago when it came out. I was on my period this past weekend too, so we must be synced. Girl, you know it all the that's time. Why, that's why certain weeks were like, I have so much to say because <laughs> we're like super hormonal. <laughs> and then right now I'm like manic. I'm always like manic when I come off of it because I always get so like physically and mentally drained mm-hmm. and I feel so like lethargic. And then yeah. as soon as I'm done, I just have like a burst of energy. Plus I'm drinking wine right now. So that, that might be it. Too. Yeah. Um, okay. Two other things really quick. Okay. I, I wanted to just give a shout out to Siesta Key. I know that nobody fucking watches that show except for me. And I have no idea why. It's one of the most underrated reality shows. Uh, also it's ties, honestly been in my queue for like two years. And I've ties never watched into Vanderpump episode. Rules a little. Uh, Lala tried to get the show canceled years ago. One Whoa. and B. Um, there's a guy on the show, Robbie, who the main cast member Juliet dated, and he also dated Sheena Shay for a little bit. So okay. two little mini connections there. It's so crazy because the the main cast member when the show first started, he had since gotten fired for a lot of things, but he, the show was based around him. His dad bought him the show. His dad, like, was so rich that he went to MTV and was like, I want my son to be on a reality show and, like, full-on produce this show. The guy got fired, and now his ex-girlfriend is, like, the star of the show and the narrator, (laughs) and his dad still produces it. Like, it's crazy. One of the girls fell in love and ended up marrying one of the producers from the show, who's 20 years older than her. She she got pregnant by him, and it ended up being... uh, trigger warning still she had a stillbirth and that was on the show and she talked about it on the show which I've never seen talked about on reality tv before um there's like so many crazy physical fights and so much drama and that's just a very underrated show so shout out to Siesta Key and also unpopular opinion I'm excited for the Little Mermaid movie me too (laughs) I'm I cried so in the. I, I cried while I was watching the trailer. Did you? Yes. That was my favorite movie. My favorite. That's Disney one movie. of my favorite Disney movies. Little Mermaid ever. and Beauty and the Beast. I would just watch both of those all the time. Um, I saw like the, um, you know, like the teaser trailer, like on TV, uh-huh. and I was like. And and the the girl like Haley Bailey, Halle Bailey, however you say her name, mm-hmm. um, her and her sister are on the show Grownish that I really like. Oh, it's like a spinoff okay. of of Blackish. Okay. Um. But yeah, so she's phenomenal, and it just I'm excited for it. Um. Man, too. Did you know that Lizzo also auditioned for the part of Ursula? And I feel like I would, I'm not even a Lizzo fan, but I feel like I would much rather see her in that role than Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, she's playing Ursula. I would have loved Lizzo. But Lizzo, like, apparently did an Instagram live where she, like, dressed up as her and sang Poor Unfortunate Souls. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, according to the IMDb trivia about the movie, but I'm really excited for it. And I'm uh, very excited. Shout out to uh, Amanda's 
uh, husband, Lin-Manuel, like did like the... Oh, he did? He did like the lyrics for like a new song or something. And I don't know, he's like a part of the movie somehow. So I can't wait to see it. And I just look at it and I'm like, you know, people are pissed off because they changed it from a redheaded white girl to a black girl. And I'm like, I do wish they kept her hair a little more red. I think they could have done like a bright, like a, a pretty bright red yeah for her hair just but to make it that doesn't match. bother me enough to like you know mm-hmm. no but you know what I part of the reason that I cried while watching the trailer is because I was like how beautiful for little black girls everywhere because like I I'm getting so choked up about it I Julie's love still the- on her period no I'm joking <laughs> I'm at the very I'm like done but like barely um but like I love the little mermaid so much much when I was little and I just wanted to be beautiful like Ariel and sing like her and and you know and I just think like how special and beautiful for all the little black girls or all the little girls that are just not white redheaded girls or whatever you know they didn't get to have Belle and Ariel and all of these you know Snow White and all of that they didn't get to have that so like what a beautiful opportunity to look and see yourself in something so beautiful. I mean, uh, I hope that it's amazing and wonderful and that people are just kind of like, you know, eating their words because it's a ridiculous thing to be upset about. It's all about the little kids and about how they feel and representation matters. Hey, okay? you, you know what? People are going to be fucking mad no matter what you no do. No matter what. Like literally there's... There's nothing anyone can do without, like, it's crazy. No, well, I'm excited to see it. I think she, it looks beautiful. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, Want to talk about our 90 day real quick? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know if they, I think that there's only going to be two parts for 90 day for the tell all this time. Sometimes it's three parts, but I think this one is two parts. Okay. <laughs> One question real quick. Yes. Why do they have that guy that everyone says isn't gay, but I thought he was gay? Like, why is he like a narrator for the tell-all? Like, he did the last 90-day tell-all I saw, too. Mm-hmm. And do you know who I'm talking about? I don't know it's his him name. him and Veronica. Right. Yeah. He did so- the last one, too. And I was like, who is this guy and then he did this one and he just like randomly popped up in like the last 10 minutes of it I was like what is so the he point was, he was on a season in the past and um I think that what it is is his connection with his ex-girlfriend and best friend Veronica their friendship is so fun they are so good together that they and and I think that they were very popular and did really well on pillow talk. So now they're trying to integrate them more into uh, into other things. But okay. I love the two of them. I love seeing on the, them on pillow talk. I love their their chemistry as friends. Um, you know, he raised they they've been friends forever, but they were dating years and years ago. They were engaged, and he's raised her daughter as his own and still is, even though they've been broken up for years. So I just love them. I think they're wonderful, and that's why they're kind of like incorporating them into different things do you think they have a journey like you know like the 90 day journeys no so tim 
wasn't on the show with Veronica. They'd already been broken up for years. He was on the show with another girl from Columbia, I believe. So, but Veronica was in the show because she was his best friend and ex-fiance and the mother of his child. Okay. So they won't have a journey together, but he did, did have a journey with the other girl, probably. So. Okay. I see. Yeah. So I love them. Um, this tell all, I'm trying to remember anything that we learned that we didn't already know. Um, was there anything that we learned? I mean, was it was, this was a weird episode because we got like half of the finale and then the tell all. Yes, they do so, that sometimes. I mean, I will just say Isabel looked absolutely stunning at her wedding mm-hmm. to Gabe. I loved how I she was like, I didn't even wedding. notice that his sister. I sobbed. I cried. <laughs> I thought it was just so beautiful. And their their family is so happy. Her family is so happy. Um, I'm glad that Gabe didn't give too much attention to his bitch ass sister, who's not a good person. Um, I thought it was wonderful. It was beautiful. Yeah. So um, I mean, obviously they're gonna be a success story. I mean, during the tell-all, we find out that Mahmoud is coming to the States. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. My question for you about them, because you know how like he freaked out on Gabe because Gabe Mm -hmm. was like, you know, why do you try to control her? Whatever. And, you know, Gabe knew what he was doing Mm -hmm. at the tell all. Um, Do you think that Nicole had a conversation with Mahmoud about like, this is how you're going to come off and this is how it needs to be? Because her reaction to him was very like telling to me. She's like, oh, no, honey buns. Yeah. No. I think that she spends almost all of her days trying to have some kind of a control over his, who he is. Mm -hmm. I I think she definitely, I think anybody would have a conversation with their significant other about like, what do we not want to say? This is a big televised event. You know, what can we say? What can't we say? Blah, blah, blah. I'm sure she had that conversation with him. Um, But he is who he is, and she thinks that by bringing him to the U.S., he's going to loosen up a little bit and become more of an you know American type of lifestyle, but I absolutely don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to be infuriated that she's dressing like an American and acting like an American. It's going to be a disaster. Oh, God. I mean, I think they're definitely going to be on before the night, like 90 Day Fiance, the regular season. Yeah. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Do you think Jen and Rishi are going to stay broken up? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I hope so, at least. I'm so proud of Jen because I really believe that both of them love each other and that this is just a really difficult situation where the cultures are just too different. This is not going to work. And uh, I, I appreciate the fact that even though Rishi kind of led her led her on and i think he was not trying to hurt her i think he was just it was a a wishful thinking situation hoping that maybe the family would accept it but i appreciated the fact that he was honest in the end and said like i'm going to choose my family mm-hmm. as he should he should choose his family over jen he can find another woman it's like we say all the time like like you can meet somebody in your area that's going to be a wonderful person for you um but i was incredibly proud of jen for being so strong 
and breaking up and just saying, okay, we're going to end this. You know, we did have wonderful times together, but this is over and walking away from it. I don't know if I could have been that strong. Yeah. I mean, (sighs) it's kind of a turnoff though. when a man's like, well, mommy and daddy don't like it. So yeah, but that would different. be my it's breaking just, point personally. If now, if that happened in America, I'd be thrown. I'd be real pissed. But it's just the culture. She's like American, this. though, so yeah. But she chose to be with an Indian man. I know. Should have googled that shit. Um, Debbie and Osama. I love her so much. I love. I died Debbie. when. They were like, Osama, you've been calling her. Like, how many times have you called her? He's like, thousand times. I <laughs> died. That was my favorite part of the episode. Well, the best part of that is, well, why are you calling her? I wanted to tell her that it was over. Well, I'm pretty sure if you're calling her and she's declining your calls and hasn't talked to you in weeks, it's fucking over. You don't need to keep trying to get a hold of her to let her know. She knows it's yeah. over. <laughs> He's so full of shit. He really wants to come to the U.S. And he fucking blew it. If he had done this a different way and not let his anger get the best of him, he probably could have gotten to the U.S. But he 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 blew it. I agree. And Johan has his back. Shocker. You should yeah, help Johan him. Johan should have kept his mouth shut because his true colors were shi- showing too. Yep, exactly. Why are you telling on yourself, Johan? Keep your mouth shut. And also... um. Osama saying that he he's too like good of an artist or whatever to sell his paintings to tourists like Please. I'm sorry listen to Gabe's fucking advice because that's the that's the only way you're gonna actually make money mm-hmm. like tourists are the ones who have money who are coming to your country like tourists will spend their money on any fucking thing oh yeah yeah for sure yeah I um god damn Debbie Nosama. And Debbie wants to hook her son up with Jen, which I thought was funny. What? This is how you know Debbie's picker is broken. First of all, you picked Osama. Second of all, you're trying to hook your cop son up with fucking Chrissy Crackhead from down the street. What are you thinking? She's clearly an incredibly addicted, abusive person. Why would you try to hook her, that up with your son? It's crazy. Oh, that scene where she shoves Jamie next to that van. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All bad. Oh, my God. That was, uh, that was bad. That was disturbing. Idiot Awful. for doing that on TV. Well, doing that yes. at all, but especially on TV. Can you imagine if a man did that to a woman? I know. People would be losing their shit and nobody's talking about it. Yeah, it was rough. Jamie definitely dodged a bullet. I don't think she realizes it yet. I think she's, I think the reality gays were saying that she's confused. She doesn't understand like, why is this happening? Well, you're dating an addict and addicts don't make sense. They do things that do not make sense, like disappear for months on end when they said they needed to take care of something at the bank when they could have made a phone call from Columbia. Like, it it doesn't make sense. It's not going to make sense. 
Jamie, get your ass in therapy because we need to figure out why you chose this person. I know. I agree with that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. She's not even attractive. It's not even like you can be like, oh, look how hot she is. No one, you know, she's a shitty person, but look how sexy she is. Yeah. What is there? There's nothing there. Nothing. Well, who, who else? Is nothing but oh, a little Danielle bit of track Johan. marks. Mm-mm-mm. Um, Danielle and Johan. Okay. So on one hand, I was like, Johan, shut up. Shut up. You don't need to tell on yourself like this. On the other hand, I was like, yeah, I, I kind of see his point because in watching seasons of 90 Day Fiance, I have often said, who if it's a mutually beneficial, you know, situation where one person wants to come to the U.S. for a better life, don't we all deserve a good life? You know, we deserve mm-hmm. to have a, a career, make money, feed ourselves, clothe ourselves, put a roof over our head and have an enjoyable life. Okay. That's understandable. Maybe you have one partner who wants to get to the U.S. for a better life and another partner who wants a hot piece of ass. Like that's a mutually beneficial experience and situation. And why not? So from that perspective, I kind of see what Johan is saying. Like, why not give this person a chance? You know, they want to have a better life. You love them. They love you. And they want to come to the U.S. I think that's kind of what he was trying to say. Like, why not? But the way it came out, and he doesn't really speak much English, so the way that it came out and of his mouth just gave uh, Danielle that opportunity to say, like, we're not a nonprofit. We're not like a charity trying to bring you to America. But I don't know. I, I kind of see. But she doesn't part. understand because she didn't grow up in a country like that. You know? know? Yep. You're right. Yeah, she she's over there thinking she's on vacation. She's going to spend all her days on the beach. Yeah, she couldn't even she couldn't even last a day in Johan's family's house. Yeah, there's no air conditioning. So, yeah, it's I don't know. I get I totally understand both sides. Mm -hmm. I think I think that most people see it from the perspective of you're using this person strictly because you want to come to the U.S. and then like leave them or whatever, which happens a lot. But again, if it's mutually beneficial, it's good for one person in the fact that they're, you know, it's like, it's like uh, George and Anfisa, you know, she's, he's like, you want, you were using me for money. And she's like, you're using me for what I look like. It's not because of my sparkling personality or because I'm smart. You think I'm hot and you want to fuck me and I wanted to come to the U.S. So here we are. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you can both accept it. The problem is everyone's living in a fantasy land thinking that this is their true fairy tale love story. And that's what's destroying it. Yeah. Was there anybody else? Was that all the couples? I don't think so. I'm so emotionally burnt out from talking about Vanderpump Rules. I'm just like, I know we got it out. It's because it was building up. Like, well, you know what, too, because this entire season, I've just been like refreshing Twitter and Reddit and seeing everyone's crazy opinions and everything. And before I record, I don't like to read that. I like to mm-hmm. have my own views before I, because I can get swayed very easily if yeah. I read a good enough argument. 
unless it comes to Katie. I, I, no one's ever been able to sway me on her, not even the slightest. Yeah, I, I understand. It, However, it can... I, she did have a very funny moment this past episode when he's like, you got to understand, I'm thinking about my health and my wealth. There's man, eat, there's man eating crocodiles out in Florida. And she's like, you sound like a country song. That was that was cute. That was that a was funny, funny moment. I did. I kind of giggled to myself in my cubicle just then. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Um, It's fantastic. I can't wait to watch the reunion. I'm like, until then, I'm just going to kind of like chill and relax and then just get all pumped up for the emotions that come with it. Let's do it. I can't believe that you don't want to go to a watch party because I literally can't think of anything I'd rather do more. I mean, go to a if watch I've already party. seen the episode, I would. But to watch it for the first time, I, I don't want to listen to people yell. It's exactly why I don't like listening to live podcasts. Huh. Okay. Like watch what crappens. I hate their live podcast. Like I'm sure it's a fucking blast to go to, especially because they always like bring housewives out and stuff. Yeah. But when I'm listening, I don't want to hear a 40 year old woman yell. Yeah. If I want to hear that, I watch housewives. A bunch of girls. <laughs> yeah. It's I, just... I cannot tell you the amount of money that I would pay for my husband to start watching VPR with me. I just think it'd be so wonderful. It would be so fun. But alas, we watch hours and hours of Naked and Afraid instead, which is a very good show. So I'll watch it. I'll take it. But um, all no right. Is that, is that it? Is that everything? Yeah. Yeah. Do you uh, want to tell people where to find your Instagram? If I'm sure they know, but. If you don't know, go to Shore Store Pod on IG. Always message me. I love hearing from everybody. And Justine E58 on Twitter. And that's where you can find me. You're still on Twitter. I love Twitter. I love Twitter. (laughs) Do they still have a a character limit? Yes. Oh. Of course. The Bravo Bravo girls uh, know what's up on Twitter. Okay. All right. Well, uh, check us out on Instagram at Resting Bitch Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube, and uh, obviously sign up for that Patreon so you can get three glorious weeks of VPR reunion recaps. Thank you, bitches, for listening. Love you. Bye. Bye.